0: Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, where we study, oh, no, that's another one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I was studying research Bible prophecy. (laughs) This will be a little different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's your topic today? Uh,
1: It's about Kundalini. About Kundalini.
0: Okay, uh, our topic today is Kundalini, and that's not a new kind of spaghetti. (laughs)
1: Don't ask him to pray for me again, please.
0: I love you, honey. Lord, I ask that you would give her your anointing. (coughs) The real anointing. That you would help her say the right words, not the wrong words. And that you would give her a deeper understanding even as she goes through to teach this. And that it would be received and help us to hear And understand and help us to walk closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Can you turn the fans on, please? Well, good morning, good morning. Um, uh, First, I want to just talk about Train the Prophets. We're going to have a meeting coming up April the 21st through the 24th. I encourage you, please sign up. Go to traintheprophets.com sign up to come or you can go to prophecyclub.com and sign up this is not for those only that are called to be a prophet these are for those that are called to be a minister and by the way we're all supposed to be ministering some way somehow so if you need to be equipped in that this is the place to come it's a safe place it's a good place to learn to learn how to uh, bring someone to the lord to also get the baptism of the holy spirit and then also how to operate in the nine gifts of the holy spirit we practice all those things and it's a safe place it's a great time to come so I encourage you to come, sign up, traintheprophets.com, and it's right here at our church in Plano, Texas. So I hope to see you, see you here. Well, I wrote a book, if someone can hand me my book, The Snake in the House. Um, I wrote a book called Snake in the House, and this is about how this the snake has interfered and come to end the church. Um, it's an evil spirit, really. It's a fallen angel. It's a fallen angel of... Uh, of heaven, and it's it's a very seductive, demonic spirit, and it has entered the church. And this is, this is about the kundalini spirit that's entered the church. Thank you. Anyway, the body of Christ has compromised. Leaders of the church is who I blame. They are the ones that have compromised and allowed the spirit to come in. Big name ministries have allowed this kundalini spirit to come in. And so... So much so that it has been transferred to the body of Christ. And now we have people operating in the kundalini spirit thinking it's the Holy Spirit and it's not at all. And this serpent, it, is, it comes in and it chokes out the life of God, the very life of God's people. I want to explain about the kundalini and I hope that you will take heed to this. You know, um, the scriptures say that, that the truth will make you free. And I did find out um, when I started about the error in the church that people, the body of Christ, really don't want the truth. I hope that you are ones that want the truth. I hope everybody in here, you want the truth. Because it's going to have some things that you have to change. It's going to make you want to change some things in your life. Make the way that you, the change that you even understand how the Holy Spirit operates. See, we all want to think that we know how to hear from God. And those of us that especially that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, well, I hear from God. I hear from God. I hear from God. God told me this. God told me that. We use his name really in vain. We say God says all the time to manipulate, to control. It's witchcraft. And that bothers me. So be careful before you say, the Lord said to me. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is that we have used his name so many times just to, to just direct people the way we want them to go. So I'm going to re- reveal some things. You aren't going to like it. Should I say I apologize? Should I say I apologize for bringing this? You know, I apologize for fe- offending. I don't like to offend. I want to be liked just like everybody else. Um, I want to have a lot of friends just like maybe everybody else. But I have to give the truth, the message that God has given me. And even though it reveals some things that have happened with major ministries, and you say, well, you, aren't, you can't be the, breth- the, the accuser of the brethren. I'm not accusing the brethren. I'm I'm saying they have allowed an evil spirit to come in and I just want to call them to call them to repent. That's the call that God put on my life. Not everybody is to do this and I know that, but he somehow he's chosen me to bring this. It keeps, you know, these things come to me and I have him check me all the time. I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect, but neither are is anybody else that's watching. Neither is anybody in this church None of these, you know, even in the big name ministries, just because people like them or they seem to be so filled with the spirit that they're so drunk and so forth and so on, we will get into a lot of that. And there's mysticism in the New Age Church. One of the guys that I'll talk about towards the end um, is John Crowder, and he talks about the uh, mystics, the church, the mystics in church. He's, He's trying to stir them up to be in mysticism, and he has millions of followers. Millions of followers he calls himself a believer, but yet he has millions of followers that has getting them then into levitation and all kinds of evil things, all kinds of abominations that God says that we're supposed to stay away from. These fire tunnels, that's not from God, and we'll get into talking about that probably next week. So these are not from God; they're not at all. We're not supposed to pass through the fire. That's divination. That's consulting evil spirits. So there's things that you're going to have to be, have revealed to you to know that maybe you have been operating in error, and now it's time to come to the truth and set yourself free. It's a good place to be free. It's a good place to have the fear of the Lord. It's a good place to always check the things that you're doing. Lord, is this you? Is this pleasing to you? And when you find out that it's not, you repent, you ask forgiveness, and then you don't go down that road again. And you help others to get out of it. I want the truth to make you free. Amen in here? Amen. I want the truth. If you desire the truth, it will make you want to be free. Amen. If you don't desire the truth, you'll turn me off and you'll walk out of the church. And I feel so bad for you because you allow an evil spirit to rule your life. I feel so bad. So let's talk about, in 2 Thessalonians uh, 2, 9 through 12 says, "...even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders." There are lying wonders out there in some of these churches. Lying signs. Uh, "...and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie." that they all might be damned to believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. I know there's different forms of what God's going to send a strong delusion on, but this is one that's happening in the church. This is the strong delusion that's happening in God's people about the kundalini and Shekinah. So I just encourage you, the desire to know the truth. Luke 21, 8 says, And he said, Take heed that you be not deceived. Don't be deceived anymore. There's a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. There's a counterfeit, and, and there's a counterfeit of healings. I, you know, all these things that, that Satan comes in to counterfeit what God does. And it's lies. Take heed that you not be deceived, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. Now, the Kundalini awakening. This is um, from the website. This is the things that happens. They say it happens in deep meditation, enlightenment, and bliss. Remember some of these words because we as Christians, we use some of these words. Now, does their Bible say some of these words? Yes, it does. But I'm telling you, it's a new meaning in the New Age movement. It's a new meaning when it comes in about the kundalini and the Shekinah and all these lying signs and wonders. So we're going to be enlightened. Well, I hope that you're going to be enlightened by the truth. Okay, so when it says deep meditation, the kundalini awakening physically moves up the central, the central uh, channel to reside within the chakra above the head. Uh, with the kundalini awakening, it feels like a cool or even warm breeze across the palms of the hands or the soles of the feet. See, we have even gotten so much into, the counterfeit has too, so much about, well, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the wave, the wind. It's the angel's wings, you know, fanning me. Okay, come on, let's just get real about Amen. things. Amen. Okay, let's just get real about things. I mean, he gave us common sense, but sometimes it seems like as Christians, we have thrown out common sense, we have thrown out the wisdom of God, he's given us a mind to think logically here on things, and we throw it out. Amen. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> uh, Yoga feels, focuses on the awakening of kundalini through meditation and other ways, and kundalini, kundalini feels like an electric current running along the spine. It's trying to wake you up. That kundalini wants to take over. It's a lie. It's going to suffocate you, and God's people will die and be damned. We're going to watch a video clip. This is about um, it's um, a woman that's in kundalini, okay, And she talks about the signs of the kundalini awakening. And these are the major signs and symptoms. So let's watch.
2: Kundalini in Hinduism is a form of spiritual divine energy and consciousness located at the base of the spine where it lies coiled and dormant. Kundalini energy is responsible for evolutionary development and for heightened states of consciousness and awareness and is present in all living forms. Kundalini may unravel and arise from the base of the spine due to spiritual practices or in response to specific, perhaps traumatic, life events. And when this happens, it may move gradually, uncoiling like a snake or quickly and explosively into the gut or the heart or the head. When it does this, the kundalini awakens each of the seven chakras along the way. A kundalini awakening happens when energy is released and our vibration is strong enough to release it. And a full kundalini awakening is extremely rare. This event can be frightening and chaotic worrisome and joyful, and it usually triggers months and even years of new and strange sensations and changes in the person who awakens it. Kundalini can be erratic. It can bring harmony and bliss one day and discomfort and even pain the next. Oh, don't you want that? (laughs) It can stir up an assortment of peculiar symptoms, both wonderful and frightening. Kundalini awakening presents a profound opportunity for those following a spiritual path. It releases patterns, conditions, and illusions of the separate self, and this can threaten the ego structure because people often feel a loss of interest in their old life and identity. Consciousness may enter new, strange, and unfamiliar, expansive or empty states that are disorientating, and people who are unfamiliar with the concept, therefore may be afraid that they are ill or even losing their minds when symptoms begin manifesting and therefore understanding is so important. If you are experiencing physical symptoms that are giving you concern in any way, it is of course always wise to go and get a medical checkup. What follows in this video is a selection of signs and symptoms that many people report experiencing. When they are going through the stages and processes of Kundalini awakening, tremors, shaking, convulsions, spasms, jerking, or involuntary movements. These are called Kairas and Mudras, and they can be mild and infrequent
1: or rather robust.
2: Many people believe that this is not the Kundalini energy itself that is causing these problematic symptoms but the physical, energetic and mental blockages that are not allowing the energy to flow. People who are processing all of these energies all at once often tend to be quite nervous or shaky on occasion. You may experience unusual breathing patterns, the feeling of being unable to take in a full and satisfying breath or a pressure on the chest, or a as cessation say, of being breath for periods. That's why. This is known as automatic paranayama, reddening of the skin or a cracking of the skin, blackening and loss of fingernails or skin eruptions, blisters, warts, cysts, pimples, or boils, unexplained changes in weight. Often weight loss and other changes involved in an increased metabolism such as hair and nails growing faster, fluctuations in appetite and craving unusual foods, and an increase in hearing, taste, smell, touch or vision. You begin to start seeing and feeling energy around yourself and around others. You may find you are suddenly motivated to make drastic changes in your diet. You may begin craving whole plant-based foods or feeling a need to start exercising more. We attract what we need to heal and this can mean more light foods to detox your energy with fruits and vegetables, for example. Listen to your body and the energy will follow. Women may notice changes in their menstrual cycles. This can be more or less pain, lighter or heavier bleeding, and longer or shorter cycles, or a general disruption in the time between cycles. You could have a sensation of bodily heaviness and general physical weakness, exhaustion, and fatigue. Changes in sleeping patterns, insomnia, or sleeping you have for to go far longer to than usual, waking, waking during the night at random times, or waking early and experiencing an immediate and unexplained sense of panic, dizziness, fainting, swirling or spinning sensations, prickling, tingling, itching or vibrating sensations on or under the skin, and even numbness in the limbs... If you feel floaty, dizzy or out of balance, these are potentially signs that your root chakra needs work. Kundalini begins at the base of the spine and awakens into the crown, giving our chakras a nice workout over time. And this can manifest as body aches as your spine adjusts to the Kundalini energy. Many experience hot or cold flashes and flushes and sensations of extreme heat or extreme cold. Sometimes, bizarrely, both can occur at the same time. Feeling hot and cold and being unsure which one you are can be disorientating. Many experience pain in the spine or lower back and random shooting pains through the body. Again, Kundalini begins at the base of the spine. You may find your ears ringing or your hearing strange cracking or popping noises inside your head. You may experience headaches and pressure in the head, nosebleeds, pain in the eyes, and increased sensitivity to light. You may manifest heart palpitations, a rapid pulse, a pulling sensation from the chest, discomfort or pain in the chest or the heart. These are all signs that the heart is releasing blocked energy and opening up more. Emotional upheaval can be extreme, moving from euphoria to depression, uncontrollable weeping spells, outbursts of temper, feelings of neediness and clinging to others, episodes of anxiety, fear, rage, grief, guilt, depression, despair, loneliness, hopelessness, agoraphobia, panic and anxiety attacks. One minute you may feel on top of the world and the next you will encounter deep waves of emotion that can lead you to tears. These apparent random influxes of emotion could be in fact Odd feelings that you never fully addressed, a downpouring of memories of events from our past, triggering of past traumas that you either forgot about or believed you had moved past. Once your kundalini is where it needs to be, everything will die down. So, above all else, trust in that.
1: Wow. Doesn't sound like what we would want, does it? Remember the word uncontrollable, okay? Uncontrollable this, uncontrollable that, okay? Because the Holy Spirit, you can control, Amen. right? Yes. Um, but, you know, who would want to go through all these things just to have that awakening? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand this at all. That's, it's a, yes, it is. It's, over, it's like allowing it to be totally taking, taking you over for possession. So these are comments that came from this video. This was a guy who says, went through a kundalini awakening a little over a year ago, and it was so unbelievably tough that I felt out of touch with reality. Oh, I felt the urge to throw all of my meat and dairy products away. I felt, uh, or had anxiety attacks every day for months on end. It was a struggle, but I am way more enlightened and awakened today, and beyond blessed that I got through it. I, I, you know, again, common sense, folks, common sense. Now, I said, you're going to have a reality check ahead. That guy eventually will. Hopefully, anyway. So, this is another one. Luckily, this has no, continued the same guy. Luckily, when I had my kundalini awakening, my, my family, my wife and two girls were very supportive. It was always a bit crazy and unpredictable, but this was over, but this was over the top. I was bordering insanity many a times. So my wife contemplated having me committed was truly incredible like being born again. Everything was anew. It hit me like a rainbow bridge of information forced fed, yeah, and rainbow, force fed directly into my eyes for what seemed to last an hour or so. When I came out of it, my wife thought I was having a heart attack. I was in a pool of sweat and could barely walk. My life changed that day. I was a completely wonderful, different person. I quit smoking, drinking, and partaking in any heavy drug use. For weeks after, I could heat up the whole room that I was sleeping in. What do you think that's about? See, hell, yeah, really, right? And I mean, they they keep talking about, you know, New Age, also they always talk about the energy. The energy being released, right? The energy being released. Things would randomly fall off the walls, and synchronicity was happening all around me. Okay, now that doesn't get your attention. I started researching and learning everything I could about spirituality. So we as Christians, we even need to be concerned about if we say those words, are you very spiritual or spirituality? Those are really new age terms if used in the way that things are in society today. He goes, I'm doing great now, two and a half years later, and I haven't looked back. I'm such a better person. I enjoy every moment in love and life. Light to all. I think it's um, uh, John, uh, somebody can check me on this, 14.6, um, that Jesus says that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. L-I-F-E. Yes. Not light. How many times, because of the new, these new international versions and these new age versions, they say the way, the truth, and the light. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life he is a light but it's not that not the way that they're describing. He's life to us. John 6:51 says I am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live forever and the bread that I give is my flesh because I'm the life of the world. He's the life of the world. He's the light of the world but he's the life of the world and he's the light of life. There's a difference. Okay, so they are all into this energy and the light and the aura about people. Um, light's a heavenly, this is what the light means in the scriptures. It's a heavenly light, uh, as, as it appears on earth, because Jesus will eventually be, you know, what, Stan? the, 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 the star, the, the bright and morning star, right? Um, it's brightness, it's truth. See so when they talks about light, it's saying it talks about what in the Bible it really means truth and knowledge, not light in this uh, supernatural sense that's called you know a New Age movement. It's exposing the view of all openly and publicly. And things, in other words, will be revealed. That's why it says Jesus is the light. What it really means in the scriptures that things will be revealed, sins will be revealed. That's what that means. Um, uh, also, the light in the new age meanings the spiritual and the divine it 's illumination and, and intelligence. Light is a source of goodness. see they 're so backwards see again, Satan has a counterfeit it 's transcendence into the Nirvana or the spiritual enlightenment of Buddhist doctrine. It is the sun because they worship the sun. They, they, even in yoga they have every one of those movements is worshiping their God okay? Uh life pure, brilliant quality of truth, and its knowledge. I think we already talked about that. Some go on here. These are some new age word lists. You can just take a glance kind of at them quickly before I move on. But again, we had to be careful of the words that we are using this day, even the awakening. We had to be very careful and make sure we 're explaining what we 're meaning if we use those those type of words, even energy uh. Some of the new age worst are uh, biofeedback, global awakening, visionary. You know, some big names out there, it's all about visionary. In other words, visualize. Blank out your mind. What do you want? You want the million dollars? Visualize it. That's what we have in these churches today. The chakras, okay, we know that contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, it depends on how you want to say it, It's, it's, it's pronounced either way. Soaking is, is another one, yes. Um, karma, kundalini, uh, mysticism, oneness, om, those kinds of things. But people are getting into yoga. There's like, we have Christian yoga at our church. Come and join us. There's no, like, you can't put those two words together. It doesn't make sense. And you're, you're allowing another god to come into your church to worship. The third eye, unity. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Right? I mean, they hold hands, they all arms, and we're just going to love each other so much. Okay, I'll just go on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been at one of those churches, and I started laughing. That was my good. Um humanity is, is desperate to have an experience with God. This is, you know, where we are. Now I know that as as a as a person, just a normal person, I longed for the power of God for years. I longed for it so I got into wrong things. I accepted wrong things because I was constantly looking for the power of God, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the true true things of God. But humanity or people were desperate to have that experience with God so much so that we will conjure up things we'll say things that aren't really happening we uh, add to it we we um, exaggerate things because God I had an experience with God and it makes it sound so spiritual to other people they think wow she must be really close to God You have to be careful. Be careful what you're saying to people. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Listen to what comes out of your mouth. Okay? Pay attention. Quit trying to manipulate people. Quit trying to control people just because you want to sound so spiritual and so close to God. I can't say I'm sorry right now. I'm offending people. I can't. I want you to be offended in the name of Jesus because I want your eyes to be open, your ears to be open. I want you to pay attention to what you're doing. It is, I mean, the enemy's out to to kill, steal, and destroy you, and I mean actually kill you. Suffocate the life and breath out of you. If you allow that kundalini spirit that has been transferred to you, unfortunately, by church leaders... And now I'm talking about across the globe because they've entered into these other countries and they seem so close to God. People are, they don't know. But because people lack knowledge, they don't know the word themselves. Christians don't even know what sin is in the Bible. Yes. Much less this. This is by um, this writer, she's, you know, into Kundalini. Um, anyway, that's the website you could go to. A kundalini is considered to be the life force energy, a major source of internal power. That's what they think. We all have it, but not all of us have experience as awakening. Well, first of all, who would want to go through all that to get that awakened up? I I don't understand. I mean, just again, common sense. Everything that you are, you think, you remember that you can, visualize anything that your consciousness, she adds, that's kundalini. She explains that the energy, which is traditionally thought to be feminine, sometimes called Kundalini Shakti, is only able to flow freely when one's chakras are totally clear and open. In other words, if you're experiencing this heavy jerking, if you're experiencing barking like a dog, if you're experiencing slithering like a snake, you, you're having a, the, the, the Kundalini trying to awaken in you, but you haven't allowed it to awaken yet. The chakras are like gates to the dimensions of perception, Rebelle says, noting that for many blocked chakras do not allow kundalini energy to flow. I don't want it to flow. I don't want it to get close to this. And you should not either. I know that this is going to be a process that you have to overcome. I know this is going to be a process of many that have to mourn because it's going to feel like you're losing a part of yourself. Well, praise the Lord you're losing a part of yourself that's not of God. But it does hurt. I understand. It does hurt and it takes time. And you have to repent and you have to... There's a mourning process. I'll give you that. I understand. But isn't it better to have the true Holy Spirit operating in you instead of this lying demonic force operating through you? She says you have a feeling of freedom from the ego and from the material realm. You feel euphoric in the moment and have a sense of resounding peace you transcend to the dual nature of the mind and are able to see what we consciously create in our reality. And if, to them, whatever their reality is, whatever they think it should be, is reality. I mean, look around. Just look out into the world. But they think that just because whatever their reality is going to be, whatever they can think on enough, it will happen because of how they think how they create it, how they visualize it. You feel love and compassion for all that is and recognize yourself as an intrinsic part of all. That's not love. That's not love. Your mind is noticeably more still, because they want you to blank it, by the way, with a new ability to focus on one thought at a time. Your mind is able to witness, observe, and discern thanks to that open crown chakra, because that's where they want you to get, Oh, problems and even past trauma do not have the same effect on you anymore. You remember them, but no longer bother you. You might feel pleasurable physical sensations like a full-body orgasm, but one that is more sensual than sexual. These evil spirits, these fallen angels, very demonic, high-ranking demonic spirits, the Kundalini and the Shekinah are seductive spirits. And because they're seductive spirits, you seem to have this euphoric sensation that God's presence is there. And then when you realize and someone says, that wasn't God, yes, it was. I mean, you'll argue. It was. I had an experience with God. No, you didn't. You had an experience with a seductive spirit that pulled you in. And it can be done because you're not aware of what even the, the Bible says, much less... What, you just believe what there's up here on the stage saying. Amen. Yes. Everything I'm saying, you go check it out. Get the book, The Snake in the House, and see if you can do some things, research on your own. Um, did I read this yet? No. You have profound new insights into your life, even past lives. Past lives? Once did I, right? In other words, they're like a reincarnation. Uh, You have a newfound strength and clarity that allows you to make positive changes in your life without fear. Your creativity surges. You have a significant increase in empathy. Your body may shake. This can happen if kundalini is rising, but your chakras are not clear, so the energy isn't able to flow. See, this is new information from even when I did this before, 10 years ago, whatever it was, 15 years ago. This is... This is, now they're saying it's because the chakras haven't been opened up, and you've got to keep on working at it. So then you can die. And this, the coiled snake around your spine can suffocate you. That's what the devil wants to do. Yes. You see, this is, another, this is another thing that happens. You feel heat in the spine. This would again be the instance of rising kundalini not quite flowing properly. You have trouble sleeping. This is another example when the kundalini arises. The chakras are not fully clear. All right, now let's watch this video. Um, This is about a a man that he had the kundalini, and he says he wanted to give his experience as as a, a warning to other Christians. Let's watch.
3: I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with what a lot of people in the Christian community call the kundalini spirit and the differences between that and the Holy Spirit. You gotta lay the groundwork a little bit. I was saved in 2008, so between that time and my actual baptism of the Holy Spirit, it spanned about seven years. But in between that time, I was experiencing counterfeit spirits. Now, a lot of people in the Christian community call it a kundalini spirit, which uh, stems from Hinduism, um, they believe that the kundalini spirit's this coiled up snake type of spirit. Now, it's not named in the Bible. It's only been given that name within the Christian community through this. So don't try to look it up. It, uh, the only, the closest thing that would come to it would be a spirit of error um, and spirit of antichrist. When I first experienced it, I thought it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I truly did, but I had no frame of reference. Um, What would happen to me is that I would go into laughter. Now, this is where the whole thing that you might have heard of as holy laughter. That is not the Holy Spirit because I experienced that along with laughter. I got into locked positions. Now, what I mean by that is that for me, how that manifested is that my head would tip back, I would drop my jaw to the point of dislocation and my head would be locked and I would be like in this perpetual uncontrollable laughter. I would be in that. But I had no frame of reference and I heard a lot of Christians talking about that holy laughter was the, you know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So I thought that's what that was. It wasn't till later on that I started seeing the other side of the Christian aisle saying that this is not what it is. It is a counterfeit spirit and it is very prevalent in the churches today. Well, so what happened was, is that I was saved. So I was under authority. And you look in Mark chapter 16 verses 15 through 18. I had been saved, so I was under authority. So I I told that thing to go away, whatever it was. I didn't believe that you were who I thought you were this Kundalini spirit. Let's just call it that for the sake of this video. So I told it to go away. It never came back. Um much later on, I did get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues. Now, if you're watching this video and you haven't experienced the true baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are not going to understand because we are both coming from a different point of reference, a different experience um, with regard to this. On the outside, it can look the same. You know, counterfeits look a lot like the original. You see people who have a true outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They have joy and they have all of this stuff that's going on and it can look like uncontrollable laughter. It can look like speaking in tongues and a lot of manifestations therein. But I'm here to tell you as one who has experienced this Kundalini spirit firsthand as one who has experienced and is experiencing the Holy Spirit, they are two completely different things. So we're going to go into what the differences are. The Kundalini spirit with me and with others, there is uncontrolled laughter. It is based upon sensuality or the experience of the laughter. There is no glory for God and especially not for Jesus Christ during that experience you are going to have like locked body positions. For me, it was pretty tame, but with a lot of people in the Kundalini spirit, they get locked into like uh, backwards positions or locked in really funky, weird positions. They may start barking like dogs or acting like animals, any of that stuff. That is this type of spirit, this, this Kundalini spirit, if that helps you to keep that name. That's what that is and it does, you are out of control. You are out of control with that. With the Holy Spirit is a completely different thing. The Holy Spirit gives glory to God. It gives glory to his son. It speaks truth. There is nothing in which the Holy Spirit and the experience of speaking in tongues, it doesn't go against the word. It validates the word. In fact, for me, speaking in tongues, going into the word and reading that aloud, it stirs it up. And that's the other thing. I am in control. I am not in any locked positions. I speak in tongues, but I am always able to stop it. I am aware of it. I know a lot of people, whenever they hear, if they haven't experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they hear other Christians talking about it, you may have an idea that, well, that means you're out of control. No, you're never out of control.
1: Amen? Yes, amen. I thought he had a lot of good wisdom because he's experienced both sides. And he's warning the Christians, you, ha- you, you have to understand this is a counterfeit. And to get in these locked positions and these uh, kriyas, as they call them, or the jerking that happens, that's not God. Or they're like, whoo, that's not God those kinds of things, um, uncontrollable laughter, uncontrollable what they call drunkenness. And you know some of those speakers out there, those ministers, quote-unquote ministers out there, and people are drawn to them because it's a seductive spirit that pulls them in. Ephesians 5, 18 uh, through 21 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 5:26 says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Do you have the fear of God? That should be a question that we need to ask ourselves as Christians. Do we have the fear of God? Because we should. Uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three and 34. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Now, again, I know that this can be a grieving process. I understand that. And I've ministered to others that have had the kundalini spirit. Some have wanted to let it go, get rid of it. And others have not. They want to hang on to it. And they don't want to quote-unquote, start over with the Holy Spirit. But you don't understand, that none of that was the Holy Spirit. Start again. Get cleansed. And then start again if you have to. And I don't know what they meant by that, because the Holy Spirit, He stirs up those nine gifts of the Holy Spirit inside of you. As soon as you ask for that baptism in the Holy Spirit, you have to practice them. You have to learn how to operate in them. But why allow an evil spirit to control and act on your behalf. Why? Why would you want to do that? You shouldn't want to do that. Again, I know it's a grieving process. You're going to have to get rid of some of the friends you have, get rid of some of the the places that you go and that you go uh, see their conferences that they have or uh, you'll have to stop following them on Internet. I'll get into that here in a couple of weeks about some of revealing some of these and it's difficult and it's hard and i you know when i was doing this the first time it was very hard for me because i looked up to some of these people i pray that many of them repented i pray that they're not doing that anymore i don't know from what i still see no i know that this information has caused some to take a look at deception and realize that you were deceived now it's time to ask forgiveness. Now's the time to be delivered and set free. Because the Lord will heal your heart and your mind. He will. Believe me, it's better to know the truth and walk in obedience with the Lord. Amen. Now what you'll need to do is you already know some of these ministries that you have uh, been involved with. With this uncontrollable jerking, uncontrollable laughter. You know, Rodney Howard Brown is one of the ones that brought a lot of this into our country and, 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 and transferred to many big-name ministries out there. But they, the, I have to also say, this spirit, it gives you a lot of power. They think it's the power of God. It's not. But they feel so powerful, they don't want to get rid of it. So, unfortunately, many of these names, they'd rather still operate with this evil, ugly, demonic spirit, seductive spirit, and give the illusion it's God, and keep transferring it to people in the body of Christ, because they don't want to give up that power. And then what happens, the people, the the church members, they don't want to give up the power. But it's an evil power. It's not the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not the truth. And it's a lie. It's time to stop being deceived. Stop believing the lie. Stop following the lying signs and wonders out there. God's given you a mind. Use it. God's given you discernment. Use it. And search for the true power of God, the true power of the Holy Spirit, instead of the counterfeit. I encourage you to write down all the ministries you've been involved with who are New Apostolic Reformation. This is some of the things I've seen happen with them. The dominion now, the kingdom now. They have a lot of lying signs and wonders. And a lot of them, with the, the bin, dominion now, they, they operate in the kundalini and also the Shekinah. And they want to pull everybody in. And they, they get so angry, especially about Shekinah with me. I'm like, well, praise God. I'm glad I'm stirring it up. I'm glad it's getting in the hands of some of these big-name ministries out there. But they don't want to repent. They want to try to make it seem like it's Father God coming in they like it. And then they won't know what to do with the people going, I mean, I would, re- I would come to you. I honestly would tell you, all of those watching right here and anybody here, I will tell you when I have believed something that was not of the Lord, I will repent before you and ask you for you to forgive me and let's start back anew. I will do that. I will do that. Stan has done it in the past already. We want to bring you truth. I want to have you have truth. I want you to seek truth. I want you to want truth. Amen? Amen. But unfortunately, there's people out there, that would rather keep the seductive spirit where they think is the power of God. And some of them, most of those, I know those big-name ministries, if they know anything about the Word, they've got to know what they're doing is not of God. They have to know. I, I mean, I've been to meetings before that I've been invited in. And um up there speaking and then all of a sudden this one guy goes, Whoo, I mean, he probably fell back six feet while I'm ministering. And I stopped, I was like, chaos, and all these people ran over to him. And he's speaking in tongues real out loud and he's like he's like shaking all over and I'm like I said, yeah, hey, I said in the name of Jesus you stop right now. You just interrupted. You just interrupted what God was ministering to these people with. You need to stop it right now. And these people looked at me like, oh, he just, is, he just got filled with the Spirit. He just had the Holy Spirit just come all over him. I said, no, he didn't. He's disrupting. I said, get him out. Amen. I wasn't invited back. <laughs> yes. I was like, not in my, not in my time, No. I'm not going to allow the devil to take over. Again, all the focus went on this guy and speaking really loud in an evil tongue instead of what the Lord had to deliver. Because the Lord was delivering truth to people. Amen? But because it was manifested as if it's God or this uncontrollable laughter, no, get it out. I'm not going to disrupt my service. Sorry, not going to happen. But there's lying signs of wonders. And if you've had any person in the ministry that has done, that laid hands on you, you've been even in partaking in their ministry because it's transferable, if you've picked it up, today's your day to repent, ask forgiveness, say, Lord, take it away, get it out of my life. I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, deliver me right now from this evil spirit. Deliver me, set me free from this kundalini spirit. Lord, I'm going to choose to walk away from all this that I thought was of you, and I'm going to accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior once again right now on my face before you. And I'm going to repent before you and say, Lord, forgive me for believing the lie. Lord, forgive me for allowing that seductive spirit to come inside of me. Then you're going to say, now baptize me with the truth, the Holy Spirit, the true Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And then do not walk in it again. And understand, you do have control when it's the Holy Spirit. If you ever feel like the jerking, the laughter, barking, which is not, a, it's not God anyway, but if you feel like something like that is uncontrollable, that's not the Holy Spirit. You can stop and start it whenever you want. God is a God of freedom. He's a God of choices we choose so i pray in the name of jesus just those words set some people free so say this prayer with me (laughs) dear heavenly father i come to you in the name of jesus the true savior and king of the world the righteous judge forgive me for being deceived i renounce and ask forgiveness for allowing the Kundalini spirit in me. Or any other New Age occultic practices or spirits. I now do your hand like this. And I sever their ungodly ties with me. Cleanse me now from this abominable sin. Open my eyes. My ears. My spiritual understanding. To discern good and evil. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray you've been set free. Give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. Again, I encourage you to sign up. If you want to be a minister for the Lord, then sign up to come train to the prophets April the 21st to the 24th. You sign up on prophecyclub.com or go to traintheprophets.com. Those of you in the church, please see Sharonda because there's a special... Special deal for you. Also become a ministry member with this church. Um, Online you can see where you could become that ministry member and fill out the form. I also encourage you to click on um, like and share. Also if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. And then you can donate by clicking on the link below. You also can get a hold of us. Let us know that you were set free from this kundalini spirit. Contact at com. God bless. Well, welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So happy that you're joining us today. I hope that you can find some time to come and join us here in Plano, Texas. A good time to come and join us would be April the 21st (laughs) to the 24th for Training the Prophets. But it's also really, what it's really about is training ministers. And also there's an oil class, making your your own anointing oil um, that afternoon on Thursday the 21st, so... Come, sign up, and be a part of it. And also, for those of the church, you know, see Sharonda and sign up. You get a special special deal. And I encourage even the church members come for the, the oil class too. A couple of reminders. Next Sunday here at the church, we have a baby shower, co-ed baby shower for Jessica and Marcus. And I just got really good news that Raven, it looks like they're planning on releasing her. At least we hope and pray tomorrow. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She is ready to come home. She's even pulling out the feeding tube. I just want the bottle. I just want to go home. And I told her, I said, that's what Paris kept doing too. It's like, pull it out. I said, that's a good sign. It's like they're strong enough. And, and so I pray in the name of Jesus that Raven gets to come home. And then it's a whole nother ballgame once they come home. You might be saying, let's take her back so I can get some sleep. Anyway, no, we're praised. We're praised, the Lord. But that's next Sunday. If um, you're interested in getting a gift or even a gift card, there's uh, they have on um, Amazon the baby registry that's in their name. But they also, I guess you need, if you get diapers, do not get pampers. And if you get wipes, get just the water wipes, right? Because she's sensitive to that. And anyway, they have online some of their items that they would like to have. Or Again, you don't have to bring a gift, but if you'd like to just bring them, um, I mean, a gift card or something like that, that'd be great. So stay after. Bring a side dish to share. So we'll all share in that and partake in having a good lunch together. And welcoming, how uh, I have got this name? What is her name here again? Raven Tate Arya Collette Cameron. Wow. Can we just give the initials? R T A C C. Beautiful name, by the way. All right, here we go. Here's another. Some, can you take those announcements? This seems a little far off, but uh, May the fifteenth will be our church picnic. We're going to we're going to celebrate Jesus and wake everybody up in the neighborhood. Uh, praising our God. We're going to do praise and worship there. We'll have a cookout together. And they're behind this sheet here. Well, here on this sheet, on the front sheet for you church members, is something that you would like to bring to share for celebrating together the church in the park. And that's May 15th. Give that to you too. You want to give that to him for me? You can go on down there if you'd like. Thank you, Enzo, my handsome grandson. I encourage you to... Go online to ProphetsClub.com uh, and get this book, From Light, Darkness to Light by Prophet sun He. It's her testimony. Uh, it's so needed in the world today with everything going on with sex trafficking. So I encourage you to get this book. Also for church members, if you haven't gotten this book, support Sunhee. Get this book and support her. Uh, we, want, we want to show you that we love you, but also uh, we support your ministry and what you're doing. Hey, can you hold that? You gonna read that for me? You gonna read it? Here you go. You like the snake in the front? You do. Uh, this is called Snake in the House. It's about the Kundalini spirit. Join us on our service at 9:30 a.m. because I am speaking about the Kundalini spirit. Um, I will be next Sunday, and uh, I guess that would be the 27th, and also the following Sunday in March, March the 6th. So I encourage you to watch at 9.30 service for about the Kundalini. But you can order this book, too, um, at traintheprophets.com or prophecyclub.com. It's a book I've written about, The Snake in the House, about the Kundalini Spirit. So I encourage you to get that, too. And some people go, I'm not getting that because it has a snake on it. Pooey. That's what I say to you. It's not going to bite you. It's on the paper. <laughs> but it just shows you how there's, um, you know, just this evil spirit that's going on in the church okay thank you darling you can take that down there now thank you for my helper don't trip on your beautiful dress and that was scarlet praise god love my grandchildren you know there is so much fun when you have the grandchildren everybody kept telling me that but there is a difference and some people say what's the difference because you get to send them home They do wear you out. I promise you. <laughs> they do wear you out, but I don't always like to be able to send them home. I'm like, "Can I have her another night? Can't you spend another night?" No, I've missed her. Send her home. Okay. Anyway, all right, let's stand. we'll get our service going this morning. Let's just raise our hands and bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we come boldly to the throne room of God right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask, I ask Father, Son, Holy Spirit, be present with us today, Just stir up the gifts inside of us today. Lord, I ask that you give us a word today, that you speak to us in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I also ask that, you're, that as we praise and worship you, that it will be pleasing to your ears. Let us set aside every heavy weight in the name of Jesus that's on us right now. And for, Lord, those that are watching online, I ask that they also just partake in the praising and worshiping of you today, that they would also just humble their hearts before you today. They would seek you today. And, Lord, if there's any that are watching online that have sickness or disease, we cancel right now in the name of Jesus that evil spirit that evil spirit of infirmity right now that's trying to cause havoc in their lives, to, to cause pain in their body, to cause discomfort in their body or their soul or their mind. Lord, if they're causing their, that discomfort in their mind where they cannot think, even concentrate, um, they can't um, have the, the mind of Christ right now in the name of Jesus, we say, you stop right now, enemy, in the name of Jesus, what you're doing. That they'll freely be able to see the word of the Lord, hear the word of the Lord, receive the word of the Lord. We come against that dumb death spirit right now in Jesus' name that would cause them not to hear the word of the Lord. That would cause them to slumber. We say, wake up right now in the name of Jesus. We command that evil spirit out of this place and out of those that are watching online in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for healing your people from the top of their head to the soles of their feet wherever they need a healing. We just ask that you give them grace and mercy right now in Jesus' name those that are suffering from loss of a loved one or a friend, we ask, Holy Spirit, you to go and comfort them. Comfort them right now. They need to feel your presence. They need to feel your your hugs right now in Jesus' name. Comfort them. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we give you all the glory. And all the church said, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. It's time for offering, by the way. Um, we, uh, what we do here at this church, we bring our offerings to the storehouse, it says. So we do a prophetic act. We bring it to the front. You'll see two baskets up here. Uh, there's one for missions, one for the church. Uh, the, the one for the church is for you know, the tithes, other offerings too. But then we also, if you want to give to missions that are coming up, you can also do that. But first, given to the house of God. I'll leave it. We are going on a missions trip, some of us from the church. There's seven going right now. Uh, that's going to be to Honduras. That's May the 2nd to the 11th. Um, getting real exciting about that. A lot, yeah, what are they called? Fla, Planted, plantain, Plant pl- plant plan plantol. Platinol. Those are those little bananas? Uh, big big one. Big banana. Friday. Yum. <laughs> Do- yeah. Okay, so Rice and beans? Tortilla. Do they have tortillas there? Yeah. All right, I'll survive. Yeah, they have Coca Cola? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll survive. <laughs> Anybody else to bring them up? Yeah. Fried rice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Chicken? I know, right? <laughs> Do, okay, here's the question you better say no on. Do they have curry? Yes. No! <laughs> <laughs> They don't have curry, right? Chuck. Okay, praise God. I'm go. I'll go. Chuck. Who do you
0: want?
1: Chuck. Chuck. What is it? What'd you say? Frioles. I got to learn some Spanish, I guess Tony says. So, see, si, no, adios, aqua. What's uh, Coca Cola? That's got to be. Abominos. Oh, I'll do that. I'm going to do that. That'll be good for me. Abominos. Okay. Praise the Lord.
3: There you go. Dear God, thank you for our church. Thank you for the members. Thank you for the leadership. We ask you today to provide a, a large blessing for our church to move forward and do the things that we want to do with new, a new building. Additional members, um, we ask this of the Father in the name of the Son. Your word says if we do those things, if we ask of, uh, of the Father in the name of the Son, that you'll provide that, <clears throat> our blessings. And so we're asking that right now in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen.
0: Lord, these are seeds. These are seeds that people have sown into your kingdom. And Lord, I ask you to cause those seeds to grow some 20, some 30, and some 100-fold, that these would represent souls, that they would hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. All
4: right, let's stand up and let's have joy of the Lord. We're going to praise His mighty name, amen. Hallelujah! King of kings and Lord of lords, the many many wonderful names. We call him our savior, our master, our friend, our deliverer, you are worthy to be praised. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there is power. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together. Blessed be your name. In the land that is plentiful with the streams of abundance flow blessed be your name hallelujah blessed be your name when i'm found in the desert place though i walk through the wilderness blessed be your name every blessing And every blessing you pour out, I I turn back to praise. And then the darkness closes, and Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name Blessed be your name When the sun is shining down on me When the world's all as it should be Blessed be your name Hallelujah Blessed be your name On the road marked with suffering There's pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. And when the darkness blows come on. Still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, blessed be your day. Blessed be your glorious name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away, you give and take away my heart. Blessed be your name. Above all names, ruler, redeemer, risen, the conqueror, Jesus, Jesus, name above all names. Hallelujah. We sing in Jesus. Jesus, risen from the dead, you are the Lord. Savior, lover, giver, name above all names. Ruler, redeemer, risen, the conqueror. Jesus, Jesus, name above all names. Hallelujah.
0: Your name is
4: to be praised get out of your comfort zone this morning raise your voices cry out his name tell him who he is and that you love him get on your knees or on your face nobody's gonna judge or be looking at you What a beautiful name Name it is. is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The The name name of of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You love us so much, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let this be the sure word. A true word from you, Lord. It's encouraging word, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What I receive is uh, Lord is saying to all of us He honors His word more than His name. It's funny because we were singing about His name. That's what He says. And the for sure, words He's been speaking to corporately to our church, specifically the prophecy church, SOP church, spiritual prophecy church. Sorry, Lord, and prophetic oil. Oil. <laughs> the words is has been spoken over you is gonna come to pass because the word I spoke to you. It's a true word. I honor that more than my name. There is a written word, but there is spoken word. And that's going to come to pass. I release that right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And also, the individually, the, the body of Christ was involved and connected to this ministry. The words, he's been spoken to you in your heart. And you've been asking when. It's released in the same time. Same time, right now. Right now. So I release it. That's what I got. I'm not going to add anything to it. And it's going to come to pass. So those who receive, believe it, it's released right now. It happens in the realm of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you receive the
1: word this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'll just add a little bit more. And if you agree with what Prophet Sunni has said here in a minute, I want you to agree with amen, 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 and with this word. I just felt like the Lord was calling the church and those watching online that support the ministry to just ask forgiveness for the times that we have lifted up ourselves and not lifted up his name. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I personally, myself, and I pray and the others that will agree with us in prayer, Lord, forgive us for the times of not lifting up you, putting ourselves before you, saying our name is great instead of saying your name is great. Drawing attention to ourselves instead of drawing attention to you. Lord, where there's been fault, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, you forgive us. And as the word was being spoken by Sun He, I remember that the word was spoken. The word was spoken. As a prophet of God, the Lord spoke to me to name the church Spirit of Prophecy Church. The Lord spoke to me to name it Prophetic Oil. It's been spoken in the name of Jesus, and we declare it so. It's been spoken by an apostle, Joseph Kitchen. We declare in the name of Jesus that it's going to go forth and do well. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for all that you do, and we lift up your name today. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of division. Forgive us of the times those have come and gone and Lord, we just ask them to come back and join us once again. Open up their eyes to see the calling that it's your name, the spirit of Prophecy Church, which is the testimony of Jesus in this place. So we call forth all those that are listening here and those abroad that you lift up that name of Jesus and become that testimony for Jesus. And not lifting up your own name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You receive. Give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. Amen. That's kind of a weak praise. Let's give the Lord praise in this place.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. It's time for children's church. Hallelujah. Oh, they're wanting to stay in here today, Melissa. <laughs> You guys can go. Yep. I know, right? I was watching them praise the Lord, the ones over here on the front line. Front line, yeah. The front line, our children on the front line. Uh, can you turn the fan on? I know you're hot. I'm hot. Sorry. You can turn it off here in a second. But... I was watching on the front row up here to my right, and then also um, Scarlett. And, you know, there were moments they were really into praising God. They are starting to become quite the example for us old folks out there. Praise God.
0: Who are you talking about?
1: The little ones up there.
0: Old folks. I'm talking about. Oh, the old folks! Well, it's not me. Any old folks here. We have old folks here. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God.
1: All right. You want me to pray for you? Please. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this man of God. I ask that you would just anoint him from the top of your head to the, soles, the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, give him the words to speak. Let him hear you clearly today. Give him greater revelation as he brings the message that you have laid on his heart to bring. And Lord, let us have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And again, I pray that that dumb deaf spirit would go in Jesus' name and not be your present here. Because Lord, we're not going to slumber, but we are going to be awake and hear the word of the Lord this morning. We ask that you give us the message and that we would remember it. Jesus name
0: so it was I don't know we were talking about this yesterday I can't remember how many years it was three or four years back Um, probably
1: longer but yeah Mm -hmm. okay
0: in my prayer closet I was I'd been praying for Leslie and I'd specifically been praying that God would take her to another level because God is infinite there's always another level with God you can always get more power, more authority, more righteousness, more claim. There's always another level. So I had been praying for her to get another level. And after my prayer closet that night, I went in. And as I recall, I was just going to lay my hands on her while she was asleep and just pray that God would take her to another level. And...
1: Well it he woke me up somewhat and I could hear him say, Take Leslie to the new level. I don't know what else he prayed and it was um and I just like, Yes Lord, I agree in Jesus' name and I felt bombed back to sleep. Um somewhere in the middle of the night, um I woke with a um, start? Start or like a jolt almost like and then I was up and out of the bed, I was like, What just happened? What just happened to me? I knew, I knew that there was this, a new level on me. It's it's been at least, it's been since we've lived here, so within the last 16 years, but probably closer to 10 years ago that this happened, Um, maybe a little bit longer, but um, I knew there was something different that happened. It was um, an anointing that was frightening to me, Um, a new sense of Righteousness, a new sense of knowing right and wrong, a new sense of knowing um, even what the Bible says is sin and what's not sin. It took me to a level where I have to watch all that I do and um, and then it was it was like a hammer came down on me, and then like a hammer in my hand, and so I knew that a judge anointing had come upon me. Where it 's my call um, it 's different than other what they you know we call themselves a prophet or some call themselves prophetess I, My name is Pamela Leslie sheets Johnson if you don 't want to say prophetess or prophet i don 't really care i don 't i 'm not into a title, but I am in doing the work of the Lord, so i I knew that there was a judge anointing on me to call to righteousness the church. And so it began on a journey of seeing what was really going on in the church, in the body of Christ, and so much so that I have eyes to see it more than some of the others. Um, if you've ever gone to TraintheProphets.com, you' see that I wear it even like a judge's robe. It's twofold for that because I didn't want to have to pick out my outfit every (laughs) every time. (laughs) But yes, it was and a gavel. But it was um, it's really to call the church back to order, and I I am I'm frightened by it to be honest with you, because um, it has to expose the evil in the church. It has to because judgment begins with the household of God. Now. I believe that God could trust me with that anointing. Not every person that would call themselves a prophet or even those that would say Jesus, you know, anointed them as a prophet is going to have this anointing. And they should not because there's too many out there they want to just have the hammer come down. Uh, they want to just, you know, speak condemnation to somebody. And, and I, in my training, I teach against that. Or to give a... Um, a word that's not uplifting. That's not what we're supposed to do. So I knew there was an anointing on me, and I had um, a presence of God about me that was different. Different from that moment on. And I know that with that judge anointing, it's a powerful anointing, but it's a very frightening anointing. Very frightening for me. Um, I'm very, very, that's one reason even more so, I'm very careful about every word that would proceed out of my mouth when I say, thus saith the Lord, because it's not, not, you know, when you say it, you better be sure God really says it. He holds me at a higher level than I think some, some others.
0: A prophet is the police <laughs> officer of the church. Now, that cuts both ways. That means sometimes the prophet is the protector of the church telling the devil to get out. Sometimes that's to the church telling the church to get the devil out of the church. Sometimes, sometimes that's to the devil saying get out of here sometimes that's to the church telling the church to get the devil out. Sometimes that is swinging to bless. Sometimes that's swinging to correct. One of the things that uh, as pastor here, although I'm an apostle anointing, I mostly operate in the anointing of a pastor on Sunday morning, so I refer to myself as a pastor most of the time. It, it, It gives me great assurance to know that I've got a prophet, several prophets in here, that if there's a Jezebel, or if there's a problem, they're going to sense it in the Spirit really fast and I don't have to worry about it. Meaning, that when something's wrong, she can spot it faster than I will. Now, that's not our purpose today. What I've asked her to do is to pour out an anointing. So let me talk about that. A prophet is a cup. A prophet is a cup to reach up and to catch the anointing God and then to pour that anointing out on God's people. If you look over here, it says apostles, and you can see under there, one of them is to uh, disseminate blessings. But if you see here, it also says prophets, and that is also imparts blessings. So what I've asked Leslie to do at the end of today's message is to reach up with that cup, get the anointing of God, and to pour it out on people. And I'm going to ask her to pray for anybody that wants to be prayed for, to pour out that anointing, and that means to pour, pour out gifts. Remember Paul said, I long to come to you that I might impart some gifts to you. So today is not Christmas, but it's gift day, okay, gift day from the Lord. So she's going to be pouring out gifts. Now why? Because that's kind of the, the backlying message for today. April, uh, August, the 5th, August the 8th of 2015. You've heard it many times. Lord, Saturday night, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And I heard words. And I said, this is the time of Miracles. And you tell them, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I will be there. I will meet the devil, inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. Now, he also says in Jeremiah 19:16 through through 21, O Lord, my strength and my refuge and my fortress in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit, and have made in themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know, I will cause them to know my hand and my mind, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. That's talking about a global revival. Not just America, but a global revival that I believe takes place just prior to the tribulation, which I believe is just around the corner. It's just over the horizon. It's really close. That's why God keeps having me bring the kind of messages He has me bring. He's preparing us all so that we can use our gifts, so He, he can use us in His service to bring in His people. Amen. No, no, you didn't get it. Because if you'd have got it, there would have been an amen there, right? Our, our, Our purpose should be to build the kingdom of God. Great and marvelous, are thy works, Lord God Almighty. You made the heavens and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that are therein. You threw the stars into place with your finger, and you called them by name. Heaven is your throne, the earth is your footstool. You know every thought of every person on earth, past, present, and future. There is nothing too difficult for you. So we say, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. When they see who you are, your love and your power will all cast our crowns at your feet. Saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. With hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Lord, I ask that You would give us the deep and secret things. Help us to see the things in Your Word this morning. Not just ink on paper, but deeper. And help us to get our heart prepared for the things that are coming, so that you can use us. Help us to get our hearts so prepared that when the prophet pours out your anointing and asks for the gifts, those gifts will be given. And that our whole congregation will go up another level today. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want it? Amen. you want more gifts from God? Amen. So there's my uh, starting phrase. <coughs> You've heard it, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Amen. Well, where'd that come from? Actually, I looked it up. Who said, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? The famous phrase is noted to have been said by Sun Tzu, whatever that is, the brilliant Chinese military strategist. This phrase could also necrosis reference to be a quote in The Godfather as well. This, you see, it's all secular. okay. Let me just tell you where the phrase came from. Indirectly, it came from the Bible. I'll show you. Now, not immediately, but we'll get to it. I'll show you. So we're going to start Luke 16. The parable of the unjust steward. Now, before we get it, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into reading that. Unjust steward. Okay, so the unjust steward is given responsibility. And he's supposed to do something with their responsibility, right? Right. Is that us? What have we been given? Gifts. See, yeah, there you go, brother. All power in heaven and earth has been given to us, right? Through the power and blood of Jesus Christ. We are a steward. Amen. And we we don't want to be an unjust steward, right? Okay, so now let's read it. And he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man, uh, that would be us, which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee, give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward? So he's about to fire the steward, because he wasn't doing a good job. And in this case, we're the steward he's about to fire. And I'm talking about we, I'm not talking about Spirit of Church, I'm talking about the church around the globe. In other words, he's given us gifts. He's now saying, how have you done with those gifts? Then the steward said with himself, what shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig ditches. I cannot go out and be begged. Beg- I can't be a beggar. I can't be ashamed. I am resolved what to do. When I, I am put out of the stewardship that they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, how much do you owe my Lord? A hundred measures of oil. Sit down right now and write me a bill for 50. Pay off 50. So he pulled another one in. How much do you owe? I owe him a hundred measures of oil. Okay, right now, write out, pay for 60. Okay, that's what he's basically saying. So then the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world, look at that carefully. The children of this world in their generation are wiser than the children of light. We are the children of light, right? Yes. BlackRock, Vanguard, these kind of companies are conglomerate companies, and these are the people that own the gold mines, the silver mines, they own the the media, they own the government. It is said that they own 99% of the world's wealth. 1%, roughly a million people, own 99% of the wealth. The church is, (laughs) talking about this, the children of the world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Because, you know, we, we tend to be sheep. And sheep are, you know, kind and loving and forgiving, you know, all the things that Jesus said were supposed to be. And yet, the goats, you know, they fight. Look at the Democrats. They fight. Fight, 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 fight. That's all they do is fight, fight. And, of course, the Republicans, we can't get them up off their duff. Right? Okay. And sometimes they just don't do. They just don't fight. But the goats fight. Now, as and soon, he will tell you, if you turn your back on a goat, what happens? Oh, the <laughs> and that there's a reason God calls the devil's people goats. There's a reason the, the epithet, is that, if that's the correct word, is goat. Whereas for us, we are the sheep. Now, do sheep attack you? No, they're very peaceful. So what it's saying here is the children of the world are in their generation are wiser than us. I say to you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon. In other words, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Right? Not that wording. But that's kind of where it came from. Okay. Make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. In other words, make friends of your enemies. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's where it really came from. Make yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. So, indirectly, that's where the phrase really came from. Now, there's more. He that, is unfaith- he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. What God has laid in my heart to do is to have the prophet pray for people and soon he, yes, uh, you two, you two prophets. And I'll let Leslie decide if she wants to have some other people pray for people. That, that's her decision. Anyway, today is gift day. We are stewards. We're stewards of salvation. We're stewards of the gifts and the, and the fruits. We're a steward of those gifts. So we're supposed to hand those gifts out, we're supposed to use those gifts to build his kingdom. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, in other words, if you haven't been faithful in the things of the world, who will commit to your trust to the true riches? So if we haven't been faithful in this life, why should he give us blessings in the next life? If we haven't been faithful in the temporary life, why should he give us blessings in the eternal life? That's what it's really saying. So if we want to have the blessings in eternity, then then we need to be doing it right here. We need to be good stewards, right? If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the trust or the eternal riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either you'll hate hate the one or love the other, or else you'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In my prayer closet, I don't know, several times lately, lately, I've said, Lord, you know, most people in the world are not thinking about you. They're thinking about raising the children, taking care of the husband or the wife, the things that we have, paying the bills, doing the job, cleaning the house, you know, anything in the world. But no one is thinking, that's not right, few people are thinking, What can I do to build the kingdom of God? What can I do to win more souls? What can I do to get more people understanding the Bible? What this is saying to us today is we are an unjust steward if we're sitting and just warming the pew. We can even be an unjust steward if we warm the pew and even toss in the plate. I mean, to a certain degree, but what he's trying to say is, I want you to do more. Well, for us to do more, we want to have more gifts, so that we can do more for the kingdom of God, and that's where we're going today. And the Pharisees also, that were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, "Ye, ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So what we, what we in the world, I mean like, what the world likes, and what God likes, are most of the time not the same. Yeah. The people have fortune and fame. I believe the Bible says it this way. There are, there are those that are first that will be last. The law and the prophets were until John. What does that mean? It meant that the Law and the Prophets were in effect totally without... That was the Law and the Prophets until John. Now, why does it say John? Because John was the one that baptized Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, his ministry started. And from that moment on, the the gate of salvation was then opened up. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Hmm, well we like to see more men press into it. Amen. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Now what is that? In Hebrew, they don't have vowels. They put a little mark here. Sometimes it's a mark and a mark, or a mark and a mark and a mark and a mark. Sometimes it's a little slash or a little, okay, a little design. Those are tittles. In other words, it's saying everything about the law is all going to be fulfilled. Now, here's the parable of the wise steward. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? We want to be the wise steward. This is a whole other parable, but they tie together. Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. We want to be so doing. What is so doing? We're serving the Lord, we're trying to build his kingdom. Because my attitude is, and I think you'll agree, if we build his kingdom, if we put his kingdom first and his righteousness, then he'll take care of our kingdom. If we fix his kingdom, he'll fix our. If we'll help him in every way we can, he fixes things in our life we can't. Right? So we want to be a wise steward. Blessed is that servant whom, when his Lord cometh, he finds so doing. So that means we need to be so doing. Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. What? Wait a minute. What does it mean? It's about to say, rule over cities. You mean we'll rule over cities? Yes. Who do we rule over? Well, it's not the people with the names of the book of life. They can't sin anymore. But, remember, those people that don't take the mark of the beast... But they didn't receive Jesus either. They don't take the mark of the beast so they're not not tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. But they did not receive Jesus. Their name's not in the book of life, and it won't ever be. And so they don't have eternal life. But they are told on the Feast of Trumpets that when Jesus returns, they're allowed to live for up to a thousand years. And those are the people that are still marrying and giving a marriage and having children. Those are the people who put their hand in the cockroach's den and it doesn't bite them. They lead a lion. They lay down beside a lion and they're not hurt. Those are the ones the leaves of the tree for, or for the healing of the nations. They are what we call today hoodlums and criminals, <laughs> rapists and druggies. But they didn't take the mark. But they didn't receive Jesus either. So they're allowed to live. There are the corners not harvested, Leviticus says. So if we're a wise steward here, if we take care of God's kingdom, then here's the way it looks. I want to serve you. I want to build your kingdom first. If I concentrate on doing what you want me to do, if I concentrate on building your kingdom, winning souls, doing what I can to please you more so, then I've got to fix this, I've got to fix it. Now don't get me wrong. We've got to fix things down here. But, it's a difference in attitude. It's a difference in priorities. Okay? Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and then all these things he'll add to us. Right? Okay? But if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, and shall begin to beat the men, servants, and maidens, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant will come at a day when he looketh not for him, and an hour he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and appoint him as portion with the unbelievers.
4: What?
0: Wait a minute. You mean we, we can ask Jesus in our heart and be appointed the portion with the unbelievers? I didn't write it. That's what it says. And the Lord of the Sermon will say, Which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, should be beaten with many stripes. What? Wait a minute. You remember at the marriage supper, there came in a man that didn't have a wedding garment. What did he say to him? Friend, where's your wedding garment? Remember friend, he called him friend. Friend, where's your wedding garment? What was his answer? Come to Friday night on the Bible study so you can learn (laughs) your Bible better. What was his answer? He was speechless. Remember? Speechless. So, the Lord of the wedding said, bind him hand and foot, and cast them into outer darkness. Now I want to believe. That that's only for about four months. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly. But what I want to believe is that's only for about four months. Until the Feast of Trumpets when Jesus returns. And he is restored to his salvation. And I suspect that that's what it's talking about. Because he says he knew his Lord's will. But he didn't do the will. So consequently he was beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did not and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. Hmm. Spirit of Prophecy Church. Think about what we've been given. Not just the Bible, like everybody else, but we've been given the wisdom that King James is the best one. The wisdom that there's prophecies in it. We've got several prophets in the room. We, we have been given a lot of blessings. To whom much has been given, much is required. But can I have more, Lord? Can I go to another level? The answer is yes. 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 Whomsoever is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Now let's talk about divorce and remarriage. Let's talk about the elephant in the room because I think it's going to show... Be, I'll, say, I'll give you a warning. Be careful of your heart and what your answer is, and I'm about to ask you to answer. It says, "'Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another "'committeth adultery. "'And whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband "'committeth adultery. "'Leslie was married before once. "'I was married before twice.' What do you think of that? You're supposed to be saying, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Right? Can adultery be forgiven? Yeah. If you can't, what am I doing standing up here? Okay. Now what's good about that? How many of you have committed things like adultery? Maybe not adultery. Like, uh, how many of you have committed things worse than adultery? I didn't even have to say raise your hand. Aren't we, aren't we glad the blood of Jesus is there? I look back on my life. Stupid. Stupid. Foolish. But that's why he died. He already knew Adam and Eve were going to eat that fruit. He already knew you and I were going to do that stupid stuff, right? Thank you. That was a good place for an amen. We must be ready to forgive. We must be ready to forgive. Bible says, if you don't forgive them, neither will God forgive us. Now, back to Luke 17. So he said to his disciples, is it impossible that offenses will come, but woe unto them, through they come. It will be better for him that a millstone is hanging about his neck and he's cast into the, stay, the sea, than that he should offend one of these littles, the little ones, the children. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. What? What? Look at those words. Look at those words. If our brother, that means if one of our brothers and sisters in the congregation offends us, say forgive. 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 Say, I promise. I promise. Raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. That's raise my left but Raise your right hand. I promise. I will forgive my fellow brothers and sisters and my pastors and my leaders. In Jesus' name. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him. If you repent, forgive him. If you trespass against you seven times in a day, oh, we don't have to forgive then, do we? Seven times in a day? But he turns back seven times, says, I repent, we'll forgive him. I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes. Unlike Leslie, Leslie didn't make any mistakes. I have to call on that a lot because I make a lot of mistakes. I make mistakes. I, I just, I, get, I don't It's like I've heard people say, well, you know, we're supposed to go from glory to glory to glory. Well, I go from mistake to mistake to mistake. <laughs> So I have to be willing to forgive other people if I expect it to be given to me. I think that's the foundation of a church. I think when, when we stop forgiving our brothers and sisters, that's where church splits start. That's where divorces start. That's where loss of job starts. We're not perfect. We have to forgive. Now let's jump over to Matthew twenty five fourteen. I can tie this together. For the kingdom of heaven is as man traveling into a far country, that would be Jesus, who called his own servants, that would be us, and delivered unto his goods. Now what's the goods? He's given us power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He's given us the power. Okay, so the devil has the money, but we have the power. Right or wrong. Devil has the money, but we have the power. Now since we have the power, we should have. Well, we should. And in one he gave five talents, another two. And another one. So one got five, one got two, one got one. Got it? So straightway he took his journey. Now, I looked up the word talents. In the King James Bible, it is a dictionary within itself. In the King James Bible, any time you find the first reference of a word, the very first one, it also gives you a definition of that word. So... The word in the King James, that we're, the first time you find the word talents, it is not talking about the ability to play a piano, okay, or sing. It's talking about money, but here it's not talking about money. It's a parable. What's a parable? Parable is saying, well, I'm saying this, but I'm really talking about this, okay, So he gives one five, one two, to one he gives one. He takes a journey. How long is that journey? About 2,000 years. Then he had received five talents, went and traded the same. Lord, I brought back, you gave me five, I brought back five, now you got ten. He says what? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let me get to where it says it. Here. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's what we want to hear, right? Can you imagine living in the joy of the Lord? Never down, He's going to wipe away all, uh, uh, take away all death, wipe away all tears. No, no more sorrow, no crying, nor death. There be no more sorrow for the things of this world have passed away. He's wiped them all away. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So then the guy that he gave two talents, he said, what would you do with them? Well, you gave me two, I gave you back two. What'd he say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, here's the problem. So he says, the guy says, okay, well, what about the one that gave one talent? Whoa! I knew you were a hard man. Well, let me just tell you. Yes, Jesus is love, but he's also a hard man. Uh, If you don't know that, then I feel sorry for you. Right, prophet? You know, the prophets know what I'm talking about, okay. I knew you're a hard man, reaping where you had not sown. Wait a minute. Wait, what do you mean reaping where you hadn't sown? In other words, sometimes he asks us to do things that are not exactly easy. Amen. Going to Honduras, going to Malaysia. <laughs> Pakistan. The what? Pakistan. 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 Giving personal prophecies. <laughs> he asks us to do things that are not exactly easy. <laughs> right. right? Okay. Reaping where have you not sown, and gathering where have you not strawed. I was afraid. I went, I hid your talent in the earth. Here it is back again. And what do you say? You wicked and slothful. In other words, worthless. That's what slothless, slothful means. You wicked and lazy and worthless servant, you did nothing. Now, a talent is a piece of money. But what's it really saying? Is it talking about the money? Was talking about what he put in our heart to do for him. Okay? Bill works on nuclear reactors. Everybody's worried about what do you do with all this nuclear waste from all of these nuclear reactors? They're dangerous. It's spreading. Bill comes to me and says, Man, they got technology now. They use that old, used, spent radioactive waste to generate new energy. By the time it comes out, it's safe. Yeah, it's clean. New technology. We need that kind of a bill. Well, that he's talking about that too. But he's also talking about the ability to win souls, to use his gifts and his talents, to lay hands on for healing, to give personal prophecies, to hear from God, to build the kingdom of God. Right? Amen. Okay. That wicked, and slothful servant. You knew I sowed. Uh, I rip, weep, wearied, wear and sow. Where I gathered, where I didn't stride. You should have given my money to the exchangers. What's that? Right here. Right here. Okay, so you can't do a radio program. You can give to one that does. So you're a little shy. Maybe, maybe your words don't come too good for you. Maybe you stumble a lot. Maybe you're not too good at telling the, the, the testimony. And you're not too good at winning souls. You can give to one that does. That's what it's saying. Put my money to the exchangers... Then at my coming, I should have at least got it back with usury. It should have been put to use. Don't just bury it. See, if we sit in the pew and if we listen and we do nothing, that's burying it in the ground. Right? That's burying it in the ground. We should be casting our pearls before the swine. No. Correct. No. (laughs) I wanted to see (laughs) you. We should be casting our pearls, but hopefully not before the swine. We should be casting our pearls before people that appreciate them. And that is the kingdom of God. But we've got to keep casting them. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to him the one who had ten. What? To who? Because from whom? For him that hath not shall be taken away that which he even hath. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is someone that said, Jesus is coming to my heart, but they didn't do anything with it. And they were beaten with few stripes. Now, I want to believe, and I think I'm accurate, but I can't prove it scripturally. I want to believe that after the stripes, that he's still restored salvation, still given eternal life. Now, let's go back to Luke 16. I'm about to make a point here. Now let's go to the rich man and Lazarus. There was a certain rich man which had been clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid by the gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed of the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried to the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, Torments means pain you cannot escape from. And seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. Abraham said, Son, do you remember that in your lifetime you had good things? And Lazarus lived a life of misery. Do you remember that? Well, today he's comforted. And you're tormented. Beside all this, there's a big gulf between you and him. Cannot trass, uh, pass that. I pray, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. I have five brethren. Let him testify to them so that they won't come to the place of torment. Abraham said, Live Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one would hear from the dead, they, they, they would believe, they would repent. No, no, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. But he knew not, did commit those things worthy of stripes. Wait a minute, i jump back. Um, okay. So what are we saying? I believe what God is saying to us is he wants us to be a good servant. He wants us to help other people. He doesn't want us to be tossed into the flame. He wants us to be a blessing. And so today what I'm asking Leslie to do, uh, did you and Prophet, soon he get together on what you're going to do? Is it be just you or her too? Okay. And I've asked them to come and, and pray for people. Pray that that anointing comes on you. Pray that God will give you the whatever kind of gift he wants to give to you. So in summary, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Be wise, be a wise steward of your money and the boss and the company's money. Forgive to be forgiven. To whom much is given, much of you required and be a good steward. And I think I'm just, I'm going to say ask Jesus into your heart because we need to get on to the prayer. And you should become a ministry member. As Leslie said earlier today, click like, share, and subscribe if you're online and uh, do we want to keep online going with the prayers, Leslie, or probably cut it? The online people, the online. Stream.
1: Well, let me just pray it for them generically. And okay, then
0: I'll turn it over to you. Uh,
1: did she give you two bottles? Okay,
0: great. So she'll pray for you folks online.
1: Uh, so I need to go ahead and grab a. You remember
0: the centurion said, No, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. Speak the word. He said, I've never seen anybody in Israel had has so much faith. So he spoke the word and his servant was healed. So there's no distance in the spirit. God can touch you just as if you're here in the audience. So I'm going to turn it over to the prophets now.
1: Praise the Lord. You'll be receiving um, a little bottle of anointing oil so we can do this more decently and in order. Um, just in First Corinthians 12, it talks about the diversity of gifts. But, you know, there's a lot of other gifts just in the natural realm that, that God gives, of course. What I'd like to re- just release, and also soon He would like to release, is that you know the Scripture talks about starts off with you know the gifts of just administrations and the gifts of helps. So start as I go through these. What are you wanting to have a greater anointing on through these gifts? You know, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, yes, we receive the gifts, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we don't stir them up. We don't use them, and maybe you just need to have that stirred up a little bit more, but you have to practice them too. So the first one is, you know, there's diversities of gifts, and there's differences of administrations, but the same Lord. So if you're just really wanting a gift more in administrations, then just think that that's maybe one of the ones you're going to ask for here in a little bit. So we're going to pray generically in just a minute, just kind of corporately here in just a minute, for us to receive these gifts. And then soon he, um, then we'll stop the recording after we do a prayer just corporately, and then we'll walk out in the audience. Um, but I'm going to have you anoint yourself each time as we as we say these things. Okay. So if you're just really wanting more of a, and can you kind of open it up for me too and maybe you know. Help anoint us each, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for those of you, how many would you like to just have more of the giftings of administration in your life? Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, so just take your bottle. Just take um, the anointing oil and be ready just to anoint your head. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come today, Lord, we know that there's transfer of anointings. We know that. And the apostles and the prophets, they, they transfer these d- different anointings. And so as we do this, even in the spiritual realm, I ask that those who are watching online, even if it's years to come, but they're wanting to receive these, that they'll find that bottle of oil or even a representation of it, even if it's water, but that they would anoint their head and they would receive a new level in, the, in gifts of administration. So, Lord, right now we just take the anointing oil, And just put it on your forehead, a dot on your forehead, if you'd like to have more of a gift of administrations. And we'll just release it. Yeah, go ahead and touch my forehead, would you? And touch yours. Lord, we just release right now in the name of Jesus. We just transfer that gift of administrations to your people right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, also for the gifts of helps. For those that just say, Lord, I need to be used more often in the gifts of helps. I have been stingy with my time. I have not been um, volunteering i have not done what i need to do even in the church but i need you to stir up that gift inside of me and i want to be used as a gift of helps in jesus name just ask that you anoint your forehead thank you also um this is a major one uh where where god is going to give you a greater gifting of the word of knowledge and wisdom you know, I pray for wisdom of the Lord every day. Lord, I ask, that's part of my prayer in the morning. I ask for your wisdom, I also ask for your discernment. So, Lord, we just ask right now for those that want more wisdom from you, more word of knowledge from you, because we, have, we are living in a time we've got to have this wisdom that can only come from you. If that's you, would you please just raise your hand and then also just anoint yourself. And Lord, I just ask for that knowledge to come forth because word of wisdom and knowledge, it works together for your glory. And I ask that it's been transferred to your people, those watching online and those in this church right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you for it. Go ahead and anoint me for your knowledge. I ask in the name of Jesus that transfer for that gift of faith to your people. Lord, we are living a day and time that we need a greater level of faith. We ask for that transfer right now in Jesus' name, the gift of faith to come forth. As it comes forth for the working of of your work, Lord, cause us all to be ministers for you in the name of Jesus and that we need that gift of faith to be stirred up inside of us even more. Now, everybody seems to want this one, the gift of healing, and we need that, and the gift of miracles, we'll put them together. The gift of healing and gift of miracles, we are in a day, an hour right now, that we can't always just call on doctors anymore, and whether we're here in this nation or other nations, we need to be able to have the gift of healing, not only for ourselves and the miracles for ourselves, but Lord, we need that to be transferred from us to others in Jesus' name. Along with the wisdom of God, along with our faith, Lord, we'll see people healed, we'll see them delivered, we're also going to see miracles take place, and we declare it in that transfer to come right now in Jesus' name. Also for the gift of discerning of spirits, and we'll just include this with the tongues and the interpretation of tongues, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that there be more discernment on your people. More discernment on even things that they're going to the websites and looking at. More discernment when they go and they say this prophet says this and that prophet says that. There's many false prophets out there. There are many lying spirits out there. There are many of those that are seducing people to come and listen to them and to pour into their so-called ministry that does not lift up your name but lift up their own names. So, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that transfer of discernment to come forth to your people right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. And the tongues and interpretation of tongues. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that there's those that have asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they have not been able to be released. They've not been able to release to speak in tongues. Can we get you a microphone? have not been able to be released in the name of Jesus. So we just right now, we're going to declare that, that those that are seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that they're able to do so in Jesus' name. I want you to talk on that right quick, why they can't, because there might be a demonic force. Sometime,
5: not for everyone, but sometime when you keep asking, you get prayer, but you just can't uh, receive A lot of times there's a block. It's a different spirit, so you just need to uh, get delivered from that, remove that block, then you can speak, you can receive that and with the evidence of speaking with the tongues, Mm
1: -hmm. okay? So, Lord, I just declare in the name of Jesus, those that are watching online and those that are here, if they've not been able to speak in other tongues, they've asked for your baptism, they've asked for your gifts to be released, and they need that evidence of tongues, I declare and we in the name of Jesus, and we sever those ungodly soul ties that are keeping them from being released to speak in tongues in Jesus' name. We cancel that assignment of the enemy in their life. And, Lord, I ask right now for whatever blockage that is there that they'll find out and they'll receive, they'll know what that blockage is, and they'll cancel it in Jesus' name and they begin to speak in tongues in Jesus' name. And with the gift of prophecy... Lord, we ask right now the gift of prophecy come forth to the people. The gift of prophecy where they're prophesying to others, but it's also to edify and to encourage and to lift up the body of Christ. We ask that it comes forth right now in Jesus name. For those that want that gift of prophecy, raise your hands, wave it in the name of Jesus. Say, that's what I want, Lord. I want to incite. I want to encourage. I want to lift up the body of Christ and give me the words to speak in faith in Jesus name. Also for those that are going to be watchmen, who are you? If you're you're a watchman, and you need to have that transfer of anointing. We ask right now for that transfer of anointing to come forth right now in Jesus' name. That watchman right now in Jesus' name. And what else did you say? Uh, oh, of course. Lord, we just ask for those that are going to be wanting to be witnesses for you. Lord, we're all called to witness about Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I ask that that transfer of anointing to come forth, that they'll be bold in the name of Jesus. Bold in the name of Jesus, that they'll speak forth your truth, and they'll be able to lead others to Christ. Lord, we have lost that where we've been put, not been pulling in the lost souls. And I just declare in the name of Jesus, the lost souls are going to come in, not only to this church, but others that are speaking truth and bring them into their lives, Lord, so they can help disciple. They want to be a disciple, Lord. If you want to be a disciple, we just ask right now that you raise your hand. Say, Lord, give me that disciple, that discipleship so I can lead others to know what the word of God says in a greater measure in Jesus' name. Lord, I also ask that that gift of understanding the word of God be released to the people in Jesus' name. That they would, that, that they would read the King James Bible and they'd see the truth in it, they'd have understanding of it, and they not, they would not uh, take to the lie that they can't understand the King James Bible. We cancel that right now in Jesus' name. The these and the thous and the thys, they are important words of God. That means that's power when it says it. And it means it's important what is about to be said. And it's one of those things that that the enemy has tried to take out the power of God, try to take out the blood of Jesus out of these other versions. So, Lord, we ask right now that they would be able to receive that anointing, that transfer of anointing, of understanding and knowing what your Bible says in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just call forth those that are going to be intercessors in this place. Anoint them. Anoint them right now. We're all called to be an intercessor. Every one of us are called to be an intercessor. Take them to that new level. That new level to be that intercessor right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it, God. We give you praise and honor and glory and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen.